This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Why would a dentist love the common garden snail? Hmm, how much straw can actually break a camel's back? Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Welcome to episode 22, the season finale of season six, where we and our staff scoured the internet and other sources to get totally useless information just for you. Plus, we'll answer your mailbag question, useless facts, and more. And the headline from news from around the world, be really careful what you wish for. Totally useless information it's everything you never needed to know so uh heidi klum is that the question uh heidi what did you say heidi klum what you said be careful what you wish for yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh look what happens here oh yeah all about yeah. Boy, you know, this is proof right there that we don't rehearse anything, and thank goodness for that. But in case the lawyers... We actually did that jingle together here in Florida. That's right. It was the lady who does the uh, the imaging voice, Roy and myself, and we just uh, gathered around the kitchen table. That was and, funny. Yeah, in fact, let's play it for you one more time because I think it's worth repeating. Oh, yeah. All about sex. It actually sounds so well recorded. It and does. We did it in like one take. Yeah, it was one take exactly. Exactly. There's no like real like. And just like in real life, it only took 15 seconds. Hey, in case exactly. in case the lawyers are listening. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. For the rest of you, we really don't care. <laughs> hey, what's up, Doc? Researchers have found that consuming yellow and orange colored foods, it made sperm stronger. What? According to the University Herald, it reported that carrots improved the sperm performance by between 6.5 and 8%. Sweet potatoes and melon also enhanced the quantity and quality of sperm. So what's up, Doc? So so what enhanced the quality? The orange-colored foods like carrots, sweet potato, melons, and the like. Really? Mm-hmm. According so to the University Herald. That's what they reported. University Herald. Mm -hmm. So you eat a lot of carrots, you got some better sperm. That's right. Ha! Huh. Huh. I actually read this, Nick. If you have a sex addiction... This is when it becomes a problem, as though a sex addiction wouldn't be a problem to begin, begin with. Yeah. What do, we, what do you mean when, when it becomes a problem? Scientists have studied this is when it becomes a problem. Okay. If sex takes over your daily thoughts, if you act upon these thoughts, my God, <laughs> and if you become distracted by those thoughts. Now, I think the distracted should have been before the acting on because what would distract you the fact that you were acting on it and somebody just happened to walk by the copy room 
<laughs> you know, yeah. well, you decided to have sex at the water cooler right in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think they have water coolers anymore. I think people have gone to like re- reverse osmosis or something, those kinds of systems. But they say, Nick, listen, they say if any of these things are taking over your daily life, uh-huh. you should seek professional help <laughs> or I guess a prostitute, right? <laughs> because you know, it de- Yeah, it depends what constitutes. If exactly. Her, if, if, it depends if a prostitute constitutes help. You know, Nick, if I had a heart problem, I go see the best heart surgeon I know because they have good practice at it. No, if no. I have a sex addiction, I see a prostitute. Right, yeah. <laughs> not that we're condoning prostitution. No, not at all. Not at all. I just like when you said you walked by the copy room. Hey, would you like to? That, would, you, would you like that double-sided? <laughs> Wait, when it, get really, when it really get really kinky, how about stapling it when you're done? Um, <laughs> say that again. Now, you are of German uh, persuasion. Is that right? You have a German background? Jawohl, jawohl. Okay, so I will attempt to butcher this. Uh, the German word for... Butcher? Why are butcher? The German word for contraceptive is Schwanker's Schafsverhandtug Smittel. Did I do that? Oh, yeah, of course. It's shot in the house. Right. <laughs> but it, you know what? By the time you finish saying it. Do they have like a shorty for it? Like the Schaffersnitten? <laughs> <laughs> the Swans, the Schwanz's protector or something. By the time you say it, you're done. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hold on. Let me open up the wrapper of the Schwanger Schaffer Hontungsmittel. Oh my God. <laughs> but hold on. But you see, the German language is so entertaining. So how would you say yeah. it? So here, let's dim the lights now. Roy's about to have like relations with, well, apparently Heidi Klum. And then he says. Right. It's like you're in the midst of the whole thing going on and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God, stop what I'm smitten on such pitten. Boy, if that's not foreplay, I don't know what is. I schmittle on the piddle. <laughs> that's right. Put the spittle on the piddle. Stop what's a hat on the fireman. <laughs> and the fire hose. See, you'll learn more than just uses. What's a coat? It's a raincoat. <laughs> it looks like rain. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you learn more. See, you learn more. Listen, laugh, and learn are here on totally useless information with yeah, Nick and Roy. You also learn foreign languages here now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first one is English. Or, or, I was just going to say that. Our English is a foreign, foreign language. language. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Scientists have found that masturbating uh-huh. can help a couple's sex life. Oh, okay. So if you're married. Yes been married for a while and and you're 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 having like you know some downtime in your sex life there you know relationship masturbating could help scientists say that you can gauge what turns you on by what you fantasize while masturbating okay all right so there you go so go at it folks we'll wait <laughs> oh, while we're waiting, I'm done. <laughs> Wait, I was busy trying to put on the Schwanzer, the Schwanzer hat <laughs> with the Schmidl. You put the Schmidl on your pedal. <laughs> but you know what? If the German government ever heard this show and they said, you know, we want these two guys, Nick and Roy, to do the PSAs for using contraceptives in Germany, what do you think? Yeah, well, listen, we, we would do it. Yeah, and it would yeah. probably work for them. Yes. Because 
we've been told that our pictures are contraceptives. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> They've stopped sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to nakedroy.com, download our pictures. That becomes birth control. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I will say this. Schwantz is is a kind of like a word for penis in okay. German. You're Schwantz. Okay. Yeah. So Makes Schwantz sense. and Stipple, Schnipple. Schmittle. The longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger. Really? You know what that means? Don't tell me. Yes. The more testosterone he has. Oh, gee, because I have this really long ring finger. (laughs) That's right. So once again, the longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger, the more testosterone he has. I should do pretty good, I I guess. So, yeah, yeah, looking at it, you know. Sure. All right. And that does is that a scientific fact? No, it just means that's the hand you use when you're married. <laughs> it's the discovery hand. That's right. <laughs> Scientists have found that if you orgasm within an hour before sleep, you will fall asleep faster and have a much better quality of sleep. So that got me thinking we're all those married couples so you should masturbate like an hour before bed <laughs> so that you get a good night's sleep an hour before <laughs> it takes it's me- like melatonin <laughs> yeah it takes you an hour before so you have to prepare an hour before for the 15 seconds of pleasure well you know you have melatonin and then you have the amabonin <laughs> <laughs> now there are two organs that females have <laughs> yes. that are self-cleaning. Really? First one is the eye. It's self-cleaning. Oh. And the other organ that's self-cleaning, just like a self-cleaning oven, is the vagina. The vagina is self-cleaning. It is self-cleaning. So you don't have to put anything up the passage to clean it, so to speak. So eyes and the vagina both have self-cleaning properties. Really? Yes. Well, I have two. One is my eyes, and the other mm-hmm. is when I eat beans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the propulsion method of cleaning. Yes. <laughs> so much pressure. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Animals, 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 crazy animals. <laughs> <laughs> the cat at the yeah. end. I yeah. love the cat. Yeah. Birds fly. We all know that. Of course. Well, not all birds. Oh. Penguins don't fly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, you just agreed with me, Nick. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, Roy. Anything. <laughs> yes, Roy. That's right. But there's only one bird and one bird only that can fly backwards. Backwards? Really? Yes. Yes. And I've seen it. The eagle? The hummingbird. Oh, okay. I've actually watched it. We put out one. We we had a house in upstate New York by a lake. It was really cool. And there was a lot of wildlife around there. But we put up one of those hummingbird things and put the sugar water in it. And sure as hell, two hummingbirds were drinking from it. But they would go backwards. They'd fly backwards and then they'd fly forwards again and get some wow. you know of the of the sugar water and yeah, then yeah. they fly backwards again they can fly backwards the only bird so write that down so when they <laughs> when they when they fly backwards do they hear do you hear beep 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 
Yeah, this is a hummingbird. Or next thing you know, I put the spittle on my piddle. <laughs> Fifteen times, apparently. So if you, so if you, you know what? So you have a hummingbird, and then you have a songbird, right? Yes, they're friends. So one sings a song, one just hums it along. Okay, exactly. Yeah, right. Backwards. Backwards. Frogs contain antifreeze. During the wood frog's hibernation, cryptoprotectants inside of the frog's bodies act like an antifreeze, preventing ice crystals from forming inside their cells by lowering the body's freezing point, keeping their cells and tissues from freezing and bursting. So they have an antifreeze. In, in an Uncle Harry. In Alaska, wood <laughs> now wood in Alaska though wood frogs go mm-hmm. eight months without peeing. What they recycle their urea. They I make- can't go like half the night without peeing. <laughs> That's right. Three times, and I'm so old. Well, well their prostates <laughs> are in better shape apparently. So they recycle their urea and, and it's into useful nitrogen and keeps the small frogs alive as uh, they hibernate and freeze inside out. It won't. It doesn't warm them up. Right, they cycle their own urine, but it protects the cells and tissues, even the critter's heart, brain, and bloodstream. So, a wood frog has these cryptoprotectants in their system, and they hold their peas just so they they prevents them from freezing. It's an amazing planet, Nick. It is the shortest lifespan of any animal. Mm-hmm. Now, this this is scary. The mayfly is born. And lives for 24 hours. So never ever take a check from a mayfly. There's <laughs> cash. That's right. It's like <laughs> you used to say in that movie, uh, don't buy green bananas. Right. And no, if a mayfly tells you they're going to make you a delivery tomorrow, no, it's not coming. <laughs> yeah. He'll absolutely you know, positively be dead overnight. Yeah. You know what the mayfly's motto is? Never put off till tomorrow because there is no, no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the mayfly only lives for 24 hours. It's born and dies within a 24-hour span. Is it only So born? when you say make the best of the day. <laughs> Think of the mayfly. No, they call the mayfly because they're only born in May. I, I, uh, it may. <laughs> Do I have like a June frog? A May, a May what is it? A May bird. What was it, a mayfly? What did you say? It was, it was a wood frog. A wood frog, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A frog with wood. Imagine that. It wasn't even my it wasn't even my thing, and I remembered exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> In December 2020. Can so- anyone say Prevagen? Brought to you by Prevagen. Prevagen. Yeah. <laughs> Take twice daily. In December 2020, a zoo technician first found that Tasmanian devils it can produce a visible glow under the gaze of ultraviolet light. Special Ooh. proteins in the skin and fur appear to absorb energy from the sunlight and then emit the energy at dusk in a different wavelength beyond what the human eye can process. So That's wild. It also opens up the tantalizing possibility that more land mammals could produce or absorb light than we currently know. So both Ooh. flying squirrels and spring hares have been observed to give off a glow under their UV light as well. So Tasmanian devils, flying squirrels, and spring hares. I had some fun with my lovely wife. I put the glow in the dark spittle piddle on <laughs> <laughs> and danced around. Listen, that's not a bad idea. Glow in the dark contraceptives, right? Glow- it was green. It was green, Nick. It was green. And I just danced around in the dark. It looked like a cucumber was floating all around the room. <laughs> 
but but think about it. So those are entrepreneurs out there. Think about it. You know, if you have glow in the dark prophylactics, okay, glow in the dark mm -hmm. condoms, you can find them in low light. Oh, look what I found. Yeah. Wait, let, let, me, let me check out my ring finger. <laughs> if you have a size three ring, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're sorry for you. All right. Here was my teaser. The common garden snail is a dentist's dream. They have between 14 and 20,000 teeth. The common garden snail has between 14 and 20,000 teeth. Their microscopic teeth are called radula. Snails spend most of their money on toothpaste. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening so attentively. And, and, and dental floss. <laughs> but they're called radula, and they have 14 to 20,000 of them. That's a mouthful. Well, how do you brush them? How do you floss them? It takes them forever. That's why they're so slow, I guess. They're just moving about, cleaning their teeth. You know what? If you're a snail out there, mm -hmm. dentistry is in your future. You know about the snail that bought a, a new Corvette, but he would only buy it if they put an S on the door? No. What so happened? that when people saw it, they'd say, look at that S car go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that as cargo. That's a little snail humor. It is, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm a little slow. It takes me a while to get it. Yeah, what a slug. So here's <laughs> So we said earlier we were talking about frogs, about how about a frog that salutes, if you know what I mean? A, what? a team of researchers from Brown University, the University of Vienna and Smith College found that giving a male Bornean rock frog some testosterone pushes them to exaggerate their provocative kicking gestures. They basically, like their leg flings up into the air as if to salute, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I take, uh, like, Viagra, I salute. It springs into the air. And exactly. My leg. According to the I'm study. talking about my leg, folks. That's right. The, the, the frog's legs. Mm. The, right. <laughs> delicious. Want like to squeeze a lemon on it? Sure. Did I ever tell you about the story about the Adirondacks where we'd hear at night, which actually is the sound of a bullfrog? Okay. So we'd hear these loud bullfrogs, and, and we decided let's go out at night with a flashlight, and we filled pretty much, I think, like 30 of them into the boat after we, we shot them. And I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> so, Peter. But we did eat them, folks. So we And you just pull them. You you. You put their head through a little nail on a board. You pull their legs back and chop it. And now you have the edible portion of the frog, which is the frog's leg. And then you batter them, put them in a little batter and fry them. They're delicious. Tastes like chicken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be happy you did. One other thing about this testosterone given, th these people, they suggest that their experiments show that the kicking gesture evolved as a means to intimidate other males by taking advantage of their visual system. But oh, it, so it got them pissed, the testosterone. It got them all... Yeah, all randy and everything. It, But it did two up. things. Not only did it attract a mate, it also attracted a predator, like a snake, and it gets eaten. Oh, oh yeah. God. So yeah. all that stupid behavior attracted the foe as well as the friend. The doe and the foe. <laughs> <laughs> Flug flipped around, and he was like, look at unspittel, unspittel. <laughs> And the snake's like, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> the fastest animal, well, the fastest land animal in the world okay. is the cheetah. Oh. So, so, folks, get your pens ready. The fastest 
land animal in the world is the cheetah. It can run 75 miles per hour. Mm. Now, just think about that. That's crazy. I mean, 75 miles per hour. The fastest bird is the peregrine falcon, the peregrine falcon. How fast do you think he could fly, Nick, the peregrine falcon? Faster than um, than a, a um... speeding bullet? No, no. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, the 85 miles an hour. 242 miles per hour. Now, wow. that's like faster than most um, supercars. Yeah. So the, the Falcon is super fast, 242 miles per hour. Black marlins are the fastest sea animal. This was a threefer. And they swim, get ready for this, 80 miles per hour. Whoa. The black marlin, 80 miles per hour. And my wife drives 30 miles over the speed limit in Florida, which is 70. So just think about that. She's the fastest woman on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so those of you who says, says all the state troopers. Yes. <laughs> so 75 miles per hour is 120 kilometers per hour for us Canadians because I'm in Toronto, Roy's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. 242 miles per hour is what? Well, let's see. 242 miles per hour is 389 kilometers per hour. Can you imagine that's how fast the Falcon flies? That's wow. crazy. It is. Yeah. Uh, how, so here's my teaser. How much straw could break a camel's back? Because you know the expression. It's sure. the straw that broke the camel's back. So it had me wondering. A camel can carry 170 to 270 kilograms or over 375 pounds. So our final interval of the maximum amount of straws of hay that actually can break the camel's back is between 2.1 million to 18 million straws. Oh. That would literally break the camel's break back. Break the camel's back. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's great. 2.1 million to 18 million straws to break the camel's back. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. The two most popular jingles, according to our listeners, this one that you just heard, the science one and animals. Yeah, you I know, because it's just a science, science, science. It's so was, it was, it, it's very catchy, and it was something that Roy, Einstein was a moron, Newton was a jerk. E equals nothing. It's, it's science, science, science. science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move over, Lennon and McCartney. It's Lucasio. <laughs> According to a study by psychologists from the University of Utah and the University of Kansas, backpackers scored 50% better on a creativity test after spending four days in nature disconnected from electronic devices. How many days? Four days of total disconnection from, like, off the grid, literally. Four days in nature it they they scored 50% better on creativity tests after they spent the four days in nature mm. the sun produces photons or what creates the nuclear reaction that creates the fireball that is the sun and creates the light those photons then expelled from the sun but they take from the time that the photon is born in the core of the sun to reaching the outer portion of the sun, it takes 40,000 years for these photons 
to travel from the center of the sun to the sun's surface. 40,000 years. So isn't that one of those foldable um, foldable beds? Oh, that's, right. that's a futon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, a futon is completely different. That's what you sleep on, Nick, when you're in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's Nick well- Nick has one in the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> As I've stated many times on this show, my my stayed dog in there house, for forty thousand years. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it sometimes. My doghouse is fully furnished, complete <laughs> with central air. Um, for those uh, members of our female audience, welcome and thank you for listening to Total Useless Information with yeah. Nick and Roy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've experienced childbirth through cesarean section or C-section, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a surgical delivery of a baby through a cut or an incision made in the mother's abdomen and uterus. Healthcare mm-hmm. professionals use it when they believe it is safer for the mother, the baby, or both. The incision made in the skin may be up and down, which is vertical. Well, how did that come to be? Why do they call it the cesarean section or C-section? Roman law under Caesar decreed that all women who were so fated by childbirth must be cut open, hence Caesarean. Wow. It's kind of barbaric, but that was a little barbaric. But then again, I mean, what the hell did they know? No, but that was a law which was, yeah, barbaric. But today, uh, the medical professionals use it to save the baby's life with the mother. Well, today, things are completely different. I mean, for those woke people out there, men can get pregnant. What? You didn't hear that, Nick? No. There's men that call into work. They they say they're pregnant, or they they buy actual pregnancy tests. Ah, yeah, yeah. Men are doing it now, Nick. Real men, men with very small ring fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me show you the other finger. <laughs> when I think of that, huh? No, apologies to the woke crowd. Yes. When they say they're really say, woke here. In yeah. fact, I woke up about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, and it sounds it. A moderately active person, Nick, mm-hmm. takes 7,500 steps every day. Okay. So that means that me and Nick take about 100 steps. <laughs> no, no, moderately active person, 7,500 steps a day. So I started doing the math. If you maintain that average by the age of 80, you will have taken two. Hundred and sixteen million two hundred sixty-two thousand five hundred steps, give or take a step or two. That's one hundred and ten thousand miles, wow. or five times around the Earth. No wonder my feet are sore. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? So, just some simple math. If you've moderately Active, so somebody that jogs and runs and stuff like that can clearly double that. I get somewhere between nine and ten thousand steps a day, on average. Because do, do you do you do? I, I do too. I have a step I, counter I, that I wear on my wrist, um, and it tells me between uh, nine and ten thousand. So uh, today, actually, before we uh, we started our show today, I actually uh, did two forty-minute walk stints. I uh, ran an errand, but I decided to walk instead of driving. So I spent an hour, almost an hour and a half walking. I feel great. And uh, and then my uh, I walked to my car. It was fantastic. It was great. (laughs) So uh, we are soon going to be on TikTok. So stay tuned for that. But uh, so I was on TikTok and I saw this doctor, Dr. Anthony Yoon. He shared some coming on the show. 
I don't know. I can probably reach out to him. Let's see if he yeah. can come on. Let's the show. get him on. They well, he him. has 5.1 million followers on TikTok. If we get him on the show, yeah, it'll be Yoon and Nick. You and Nick. Let me look down. Oh yeah, it is that finger. How many followers? 5.1 million TikTok followers. And here are some simple hacks to get rid of hiccups. Put two fingers right on your wrist crease and and press down until you hold your breath for a few seconds. So to get rid of hiccups, you put two fingers right on your wrist crease and press down while you hold your breath for a few seconds, according to Dr. Yoon. Mm -hmm. He next explains how to best eavesdrop on someone. Try listening with your right ear, not your left, because your right ear is connected to the left side of your brain, which processes speech and language. In normal people, right? not us. Nick. No, not exactly. <laughs> and that's in my good ear. And, and another piece of advice, Dr. Yoon claims that you can trick your body into being able to see better in the dark. So to see at night, keep one eye closed when you turn the light on at night, and that way the light turns on. You open that eye that the pupils are still dilated, and you'll be able to see in the dark. Like a cat. That's right. So one eye open, or a dolphin, because they usually, apparently, they sleep with one one eye open. So thank you, Dr. Anthony Yoon, and you can check him out on TikTok. Maybe we'll have him on the show. We'll let you know if we can get Dr. Yoon on totally useless information yeah. with Nick and Roy. So it takes, we were talking about photons traveling from the sun. Well, it takes light eight minutes and 19 seconds to travel from the sun to Earth. So the light that we see is literally eight minutes and 19 seconds old. I think we already spoke about this, like one of our other shows about how light travels from the sun to the earth. Mm -hmm. But how long does it take for light to travel from the sun to Pluto? Oh, so, so I, again, handy dandy calculator. So hold on. So if the sun were to type in in its GPS earth, right, it'll say it'll get there in eight minutes and... Right, at 186,000 miles per hour. That's right. And then it also... Is the speed of light. The speed of light. And then Earth, then the sun says, okay, let me punch in in my GPS device, destination Pluto. How long will it take? It says, make a left at Venus. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Put on ein spittel. That's right. Make a right on Uranus. It would take five and a half hours. Oh, so five and a half hours for light from the sun to reach Pluto. That is crazy. That's nuts. Five and a half hours. And of course. 186,000 miles per hour. That is mind blowing. And of course, because we've, hear, we've heard stories of people putting in an address in the GPS. So it said destination Pluto, but it wind up on Uranus. Go figure. <laughs> wind up up Uranus. Right. <laughs> How about mosquitoes and music and sex? A study recently. What do they have in common, Nick? Well, a study recently on mosquito feeding and breeding habits found that the insects were less likely to eat or reproduce when the song Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skirilex is playing. The specific type of mosquito research was Aedes aegypti, also called the yellow fever mosquito. Before detailing the experiment, researchers noted that it is known that electronic music, just like the Skirilex people play in their breakout single, it disrupts their mating habits. 
Yeah, so, it's like that house music. It's really annoying. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. They found that the noise makes it harder for them to receive signal from the hosts. Or yeah, it disrupted my sex habits. <laughs> yeah. My wife or, was like, I'm going in the bedroom. I was like, what? Again? <laughs> boom, 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 yeah. boom. And you're what like, wait a minute. Hell? Did I just walk into an Abercrombie and Fitch? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else to say about this, Nick? I don't. I'm all done with music and mosquito and sex. So they yeah. don't like electronic music. Yeah. I just thought of this. Maybe I should uh, participate in the study because the one type of music they do like is sting. <laughs> <laughs> Mosquitoes like sting. Funny, Nick. Thank you very much. One of the greatest names in science and definitely the greatest paleontologist in history. Yeah. Her or they. <laughs> you choose. No. Her name is Mary Anning. A-N-N-I-N-G. Okay. Mary Anning. All right. She was found. She has found. Look, th three, two. She has found thousands upon thousands of fossils and new fossil discoveries of new species. She is clearly the greatest paleontologist in history. She had 10 siblings, but only her and one other family member, sibling, yeah. made it to adulthood. They came from an extremely poor family. And get ready for this one. She never attended school. Oh. And she's thought of as one of the greatest scientists in history. Never attended school. Came from an extremely poor back backwoods family. Kids out there, it is important to stay in school. Right. Roy stay in school because that's where the girls are. <laughs> and the boys. <laughs> And think about it. Roy and I went to school. We graduated, and look what we're doing. Totally useless information. With Two great Roy. things that we could tell you kids. A, stay in school. B, wear a spittle. <laughs> <laughs> Go to our website. Just, and, just good advice. Nick. That's right. It's great advice. Here's some more great advice. Go to nickandroy.com, click on contact us, or birthdays like this next listener did, and I'll explain, and you can send us an email. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Harold P. from Cave City, Kentucky says, Your show is amazing. Thank you so much. Come to Kentucky. Well, Harold, I'm coming to Kentucky. Look out. Yes. Roy's so send us an email. I'll, I'll give you dates for uh, Onyx Cave. Maybe we'll meet up and take pictures and you can be on the... Um, the program be on the show exactly well, that sounds fantastic our my mailbag comes from ontario here george george sent us an email and he requested a birthday message for his daughter and we sent it because he had sent us all kinds of information so if you go to nickroy.com slash birthdays we click on the birthday tab at the top like roy said earlier you can hear a, a sample but then once you uh you click on it and uh it's only 24.95 it's reasonably priced for two guys who are really as famous as we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> fill out the form about all information about the, your, uh, the, the birthday um, person, and we will produce a totally useless information show about the day that they were born. So George says, thank you so much. She was pleasantly surprised. So that's kind of cool. And yeah. then he says, we're going to be driving from 
Toronto to Kamloops through the U.S. and back through Canada. And the Useless Information Show will be very useful. We are planning on listening to all seasons. We'll be smarter upon arrival from holidays thanks to you guys. Thanks for all you do. It's just, you got to listen to it. Go to nickandroy.com and click on birthdays. It's awesome. And now for something completely useless. An oxymoron. No, it's not nickandroy.com. It's actually an oxymoron. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, hey, is is there a word for thesaurus and the thesaurus? I don't know. Right. That's true. That's confusing. It is. What a but, conundrum. What a, exactly. Hey, I'm putting, That's like a spittle. A conundrum. <laughs> well, put a conundrum on the spittle. <laughs> An oxymoron, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is a combination of contradictory or incongruous words. Incongruous words. Easy for me to not say. Mm-hmm. Like they use cruel kindness to illustrate their point. Cruel kindness, an oxymoron. But the dictionary also could have used the word oxymoron as an example, because as it turns out, the word is an oxymoron itself. Oxymoron is derived from the Greek words oxys, meaning sharp, and moronos, meaning dull or stupid. Huh. So, an oxymoron is actually an oxymoron according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary the birthday card where did it come from oh wonderful right so so i have to the, we did some research the original birthday card they're thinking that the original birthday card was more of an invitation to the birthday rather than a birthday card so to speak but i'll get to the point originally birthday cards were roman Mm-hmm. And Greeks were thought to maybe, but the Romans really started doing it. It was more of an invitation card to attend a birthday. So that 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 was how it starts. And then it was in the nineteenth um, century, the English mass produced birthday cards and began to produce Christmas cards as well. So birthday cards and Christmas cards really take off in the 19th century in England, I would assume because of the printing press, of course. Yeah. But it started out as more of an invitation card to a birthday. Fantastic. <laughs> listen, laugh, and learn. See what happens when you listen to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Today on the show, we spoke about sex. We learned about spittles. We talked about animals. and We, we played with our spittles. We did. We talked about <laughs> science. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. In my teaser at the top of the show, I said the headline for news from around the world was, be careful what you wish for. And I have two examples. Two men got into a serious argument one day. It escalated. It became so heated that one of them eventually called the police. Why? When the two had been calmed down, the identification... Why? Why, Coach Klein? (laughs) (laughs) When the two eventually calmed down and their identification was taken and given to the police... Mm-hmm. Bingo. Both of them turned out to be on the police wanted list. Oh, no. So they called the police even though they were. there was an APB, an old points bulletin, by the way. That's what an APB is. That's but right. There was an APB for their arrests. A small but important fact that they had forgotten to, to <laughs> tell the police during the dispute. 
So imagine they're, they're in the middle of this heated argument. They say, that's it. I'm going to call the police. And they did. And then when they looked at the at the ID, one cop said to the other. They were placed into the same pen. That's right. <laughs> they forgot what the argument was about. <laughs> Because they were both arrested for being convicted felons. That's right. <laughs> My second example would be careful what you wish for. On Father's Day, 10-year-old Brian Klein was playing with his father's old handcuffs. That's funny. I said, tell me, Coach Klein. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Klein was playing with his dad's handcuffs? Yeah. Now, he, were they still on his mom? No, 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 no. <laughs> Dad was a security agent. That's he found why. them on his mom's bed. That's right. <laughs> Good. Mom, why are they why are they pink fluffy material on these cuffs? <laughs> um, so dad was a security agent, which is why he has cuffs. Yeah. And so this ten year old cuffed himself to William Klein Jr., who was thirty three. Ooh, okay. So, all right. It was a cute little joke until they couldn't find the key. Uh oh. William called police. It was in Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. They all had a good laugh as the cops removed the cuffs. Yeah. Because, you know, they put on the cuffs. First of all, kind of strange that a 10-year-old was playing with a 33-year-old. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless. So you, yeah, but you could say they declined the cuffs. That's right. <laughs> declined the cuffs. <laughs> when they removed the cuffs, they had a good laugh. Then, as is routine, police ran Klein through their database. Oh, no. And discovered... Two arrest warrants were outstanding. Throw him in the pen with the other two boobs. Minutes later, the police were back at Klein's home when they recuffed him this time for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the man cuffs himself. Right. <laughs> Calls the police to get them off. Right, because they can't find the key, right? They can't find the key. But, but he's it's... a convicted felon. So so they're laughing at this. Oh, look at this. Ha, ha, ha. You put on handcuffs. Yeah. You can't Welcome get them to out. the world's stupidest people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so then they checked his ID, and then they went back to the house. They recuffed him this time for real. So Any way these guys could fill out employment uh, uh, things for totally useless information staff? <laughs> That's right. We're looking, we're we looking, need these people. We do. <laughs> Hey, that's all the time we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Uh, on behalf of all of us here at Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, we all scour the internet and other sources to find totally useless information for you guys right here in Season 6. So stop using your ring finger to play with your piddle. <laughs> spittle. And just go around and tell everybody about this show because... We do appreciate it, and we do it for you, and it's getting so popular. We are really, really, really thankful to everyone that listens. Wait till you hear what we have for Season 7. Season 7's coming up, folks, and tell a friend about the trend. Tell everyone you know about Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.